Hello and welcome to episode 155 of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast. Yes, still being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And tonight it's time for that November crazy travel roundup. Thanks for listening. Hello, if you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Before we get into tonight's episode, a quick blurb about routines. We all have them. I start the show with the same opening every single time. Possibly you brush your teeth before you take a shower or you brush them after you take a shower, but more than likely you do it exactly the same way each day when you shower you typically wash the same part of your body first each and every time. And how many times have you driven to the office only to arrive, never really recalling the actual drive? All these are a sequence of actions that are regularly followed, AKA a routine. Ever put your wallet in the wrong pocket of your pants or the wrong compartment of your purse? Suddenly panic sets in when you reach for it in its typical place and it's not there. That's an example of a broken routine. So here's my broken routine travel story. The other night I landed back in O-Town around 10.45 p.m. It had been a long travel day. We left for the airport somewhere around 10 a.m. in the morning. So it had been a 12-hour day. Well, when I landed, I got out of my typical seat, 9C. Yes, my seat routine typically is 9C on the airplane headed for the terminal bathroom, my arrival routine, and then headed to the parking garage, level two, row J, my airport parking routine. Opened the trunk of my car, loaded my luggage, loaded my backpack, and that's where my routine was broken, but I wouldn't know it for at least another five or six seconds because that's when I would open or try to open my car's door only to find that it was still locked the reason my car keys were safely clipped inside my backpack that was now securely in the trunk of my car. My routine for years had been while in the parking garage's elevator on the way to second floor road J had been to unclip my key ring from my backpack and then clip them to the belt loop on my pants. Well, for whatever reason, not that night, my routine varied and I paid for it and I paid for it with a $160 pop-a-lock bill in conjunction with not hitting the driveway at Chateau Relaxo till almost 1 a.m. So yes, routines are important, but broken routines can be more important, or at least in my case, more expensive. So on to tonight's episode. As we all know, if you spend any time watching or listening to the news, in their endless reports. We are smack dab between the two biggest travel days of the year, Thanksgiving and Christmas. But as we all know that crazy travel incidents knows no difference between the busiest and the slowest of travel days. And in case you have not heard, the federal mask mandate has been extended until March of 2022. So yes, there will be plenty of fuel for the vaxxers versus the anti-maskers for at least the next three months. 
So out of the gate, I have an update for you. Over the past year, we've had several segments dedicated to this mysterious jetpack man, possibly jetpack woman, jetpacking through the skies of Los Angeles, as well as jetpacking in and around the LAX airspace. So much jetpacking that several pilots have reported these sightings to the LAX flight tower. And over the months and possibly the last year, no one has claimed to be the jetpack person. And there's never really been any explanation about it until now, or maybe until now. One working theory is that the pilots might have seen balloons. And that theory is according to the FBI, as well as the FAA in a statement reported by NBC Los Angeles. NBC Los Angeles went on to add Jetpack Man was likely just a balloon styled after the main character from the Nightmare Before Christmas, aka Jack Skellington. So what you're telling me is that both the FAA and the FBI believe that pilots with thousands of flight hours are going to mistake a children's balloon for a man in a jetpack. That's what you're telling me and wanting me to believe. Yeah, all this balloon talk has me feeling a bit lightheaded. If I say Spirit Airlines and Florida, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? And, and maybe it should be the first things, plural, that come to mind. Is it things like alcohol, disturbances, possibly an arrest? How about zip ties? Well, this next story has all of those things. A passenger on board a Spirit Airlines flight departing, you guessed it, South Florida, may have been overserved, after which she attacked two members of the cabin crew, punched one attendant, and pulled the other one's hair. Side note, neither of the flight attendants opted to press charges for the assault. Interesting. But the 42-year-old passenger was restrained by another passenger's with zip ties applied to her feet. When she was turned over to the authorities, she told the arresting officers that she drank a lot. She also reportedly told the officers, shoot me, mother effers. Another side note, Spirit Airlines will be expanding their services to Miami. That's right, Miami, the land of bath salts and bad plastic surgery. So yes, please stay tuned. And let's stay with Spirit Airlines on this next story from Business Insider. A Spirit Airlines passenger alleges in a lawsuit against the carrier that a flight attendant sexually assaulted him. A bit of a role reversal, the flight attendant assaulted the passenger. A Spirit Airlines passenger said that a flight attendant offered him free alcohol. And we've talked about this before, plain drinking while romantic generally isn't a good idea but offered him free alcohol, requested that he move to a private area of the plane. And I, am I to think that airplanes have a VIP area similar to a strip club now? And then sexually assaulted him, which never happens in the VIP area of a strip club. And all this is according to the complaint. The passenger named only as MB filed a lawsuit against Spirit, saying that the carrier had been neg negligent and that he was seeking damages of more than $150,000. And this is the first time I believe that we've ever had a story where the flight attendant allegedly roofies of passengers 
But hey, what better airline than Spirit to host the event? And I've been on an S-ton of planes over the years, and I never knew there was a private VIP area on any of them. But safe to say that MB was not there to celebrate his VIP-ness. This next story is not necessarily travel related, but due to the COVID pivot and the work from home, it's relevant. And it's something that George Clooney could have easily handled in his 2009 movie Up in the Air. First, listen to any of the past episodes and it becomes clear that I am not any sort of a financial advisor. For instance, when it comes to mortgages, mine possibly could be double digits. So like I said, I am not a financial advisor. But are you familiar with the website or the company better.com? Well, they are an online mortgage company that's mission statement is along the lines of we're using technology to make it faster and more efficient and humans to make it friendly and enjoyable. Well, better.com CEO Vishal Garg organized a 900 person Zoom call for all of his employees, 900 attendees. Think about it, 900, the Brady Bunch intro times 100. And then just think about the issues of people being on mute, people over talking, bandwidth, et cetera. Well, actually it was just a one-way video call. But most of the 900 of better.com employees were anticipating one of Garg's hometown or town hall style meetings what they got instead was a pink slip, a virtual pink slip. Yes, a mass firing, no one-on-one -on -one meeting with HR, none of that stuff, just your employment here is terminated effective immediately. This was the ultimate example of a Zoom meeting that could have been just a very simple email, but I hope that Garg had the insight to include, or at least quote, Clooney's character Ryan Bingham as the Zoom call concluded and the quote would be anybody who ever built an empire or changed the world sat where you are right now and it's because they sat there that they were able to do that and another side note Garg who founded better.com in 2014 is a billionaire of course he is who got a bonus of 25 million dollars from better.com in 2020 yes 2020 damn near the worst financial year ever since the plague, $25 million. This next incident happened in April 2021, but the end result was just posted this past week, and it also helps to build credibility to one of my theories. And my theory has to do with people that smoke marijuana, or as I like to call them, marijuana enthusiasts. The theory is as follows. A marijuana enthusiast's main goal in life is to contemplate. They contemplate how to get more marijuana. They contemplate the next time they're going to get to smoke their marijuana. They contemplate ways to hide their marijuana. And of course, they contemplate new places to smoke their marijuana and so on and so on. So that brings us to April 2021, when an unnamed Southwest Airlines passenger flew from San Jose, California to San Diego, California, the FAA alleges that the passenger drank their own alcohol during the flight and continued to do so after the flight attendant told the passenger that it was prohibited. The passenger then sexually assaulted the flight attendant. And as the flight was descending into San Diego, the passenger entered the lavatory and smoked the marijuana. Police arrested the passenger for resisting arrest and public intoxication 
this past week, the cost for this in-flight entertainment was over $40,000. And hey, a flight from San Jose to San Diego at most is an hour and a half, and this guy couldn't abstain for an hour and a half. Like I say, gotta love those marijuana enthusiasts. So here's a question for you. What's in a name? And no, it's not time for our monthly Shakespeare installment. It's time for one of my life tips, which are very similar to my theories. Soon to be parents, even existing parents, naming your newborn is a big deal. Besides being given life, a child's name is one of the first things bestowed upon them. So yes, it is important. And my life tip is as follows. Once you decide on your little darling's new name, go to your local Cracker Barrel or theme park gift shop, head over to the keychain booth or the mini lice place display and look for the name that you've decided on. If you can't find a keychain or a license plate with that name on it, be prepared for you and your child to spend the better part of their life correcting people on the pronunciation as well as spelling of their name. So I told you all that to tell you this, Dateline John Wayne International Airport Southwest gate counter. And that's where Tracy Redford and her five-year-old daughter were checking in for the flight. And that's also when Tracy heard the gate agents laughing and pointing at her daughter. Their motivation for such entertainment is the daughter's name, Absidy, but spelled A-B-C-D-E, Absidy. A, B, C, D, E. And while I'm sure this was uncomfortable for Tracy and Absidy, I have a newsflash for both of them. Absidy, while only five years old, has years and years of similar encounters ahead of her. But wait, there's more. There's always more. The gate agent took a photo of the daughter's boarding pass and later posted it on social media. Tracy filed a formal complaint with Southwest and after a few weeks, Southwest responded with a typical corporate response, which included this sentence. We have followed up with the employee involved, and while we do not disclose personal actions publicly, we are using this as an opportunity to reinforce our policies and so on and so on. Tracy, in turn, made this a teachable moment for little Absidy, letting her know that not everyone is nice and not everyone is going to be nice, and it's unfortunate. Absidy, it's more unfortunate that you will be experiencing similar situations for the rest of your life. And Tracy, here's a little life tip for you. Start packing away some money from Absidy's therapy. This last story was brought to you by the letters A, B, C, D, and E. One last question for the episode. How many points should you get when there's an active shooter at your hotel? Well, if you're Mike Sington and you stayed at the Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun during the time when several active shooters landed on the resort's beach, it's worth 75,000 points. And this did make the news, or the incident did make the news. Two of the shooters were killed and hundreds scrambled to hide, terrified for their lives, as one would be. And as recent as last week, five gunmen landed again on another Cancun beach via jet skis and opened fire. So if you are considering Cancun for a little warm weather winter getaway, eh, you might want to rethink that destination. But Sington, as he told his story, was getting asked, has Hyatt done anything? And so he did, as most of us do, and took to Twitter 
to let his 33,000 followers know that Hyatt added 75,000 points to his account. Now, I don't know if Sington had the money for his stay refunded, but I'm thinking that 70,000 points or 75,000 points is a bit on the light side. And here's why. And I've never stayed at a Hyatt hotel that I can recall, but a premium suite at a Hyatt category one property is 10,000 points a night. So enough for a week stay, a premium suite at a Hyatt category seven property is 60,000 points. So that's enough for a single night room with maybe enough points left over for a beverage. A bit of research showed that a Hyatt category one property is what you find alongside the turnpike or I-95 or I-20 while a category seven property is more of a destination usually involves a beach with or without gunmen. And so while this whole event really wasn't Hyatt's fault, but I think a fair offering would have been enough points to cover another stay for the same amount of time at the same level category property. Well, there you have it. Just a bit of the November crazy travel incidents that happened. Next episode will be our travel year in review and how my 2021 travel resolutions panned out. This should be good. If you want detailed show notes, links, and pictures, head over to podpage.com slash travel hyphen stories. Leave me a message at Anchor. Shoot me an email, travelfrick at gmail.com. That's travelfrick at gmail.com. As I always say, travel safe, stay safe, and thanks for listening.